Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to episode 16 of the 90s State of Mind podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you for tuning in. I'm really excited for so many reasons about today's episode. A uh, quick uh, mention first that uh, the 90s State of Mind podcast is a collaborative project between Blue in Green Radio and Forever in Electric Dreams.com. The Blue in Green Radio is an online internet radio station that typically ce- celebrates uh, contemporary soul, jazz, funk, RB, Latin music, and hip hop. Um, but um, a, a good few of us are, are 90s enthusiasts and uh, none probably bigger than myself and my co-host for uh, these 90s state of mind shows uh, Rhonda I'm talking as I said from London in the UK Rhonda is in San Jose California and we uh, love to uh, kind of connect and uh, share our 90s kind of um uh, uh to rekindle our 90s enthusiasm for uh this podcast series as i said this is episode 16 uh past episodes have seen us go through tlc's crazy sexy cool uh, notorious big's life after death uh we've done i'm ready by tevin campbell groove theory self-titled masterpiece uh miseducation of lauren hill oh gosh calice uh, michael jackson um Blowout Comb from Diggable Planets, My Life, Mary J. Blige, Sade, Love Deluxe, Urban Hang Sweet, Maxwell. It's been a really, really good list. Um, we have just a set. I won't ruin it, but we have just set. Maybe I should ruin it. Uh, we have just set uh, episode 17's conversation. We haven't told you number 16 is yet. 17 is going to be Erica Badu and Barduism, but let's focus on, on, the, on the now, so to speak. And uh, today we'll be focusing on the music of Babyface's The Day, his fourth studio album released on Epic Records in 1996. The album peaked at number six on the US Billboard uh, 200 and number four on the top R&B hip hop albums uh, also reaching the top 10 on the Dutch albums chart this is all according to Wikipedia uh, certified double platinum uh, Grammy nominations and uh, for album of the year and best R&B album huge record uh, I remember this being a really really colossal release spawning four singles um, I won't say anything further because we, we, we mention everything uh, of importance on the um actual conversation so i will i will i will let leave it to us to divulge further one thing i absolutely have to say is um i have a huge error um that i mentioned because 
as part of these episodes we love to discuss sort of remixes that were released in and around the project and i left off a bunch i left off a bunch i have a uh, like a, a cd single for this is for the lover in you and i cited the puffy combs remix this will make sense when you get to this point in the conversation what i didn't mention about um this is for the lover in you also has remixes by lindsley campbell track masters how can i forget poke and tone uh and there's also uh, that kind of man mix um um, so yes huge error on my part apologies uh, but those are remixes and they were also released that I haven't cited in the conversation that you're about to hear um, I'll say no more we're going to jump straight into the episode uh, a final mention uh, I, I absolutely love this one it's been a long time since we Ronda and I have been able to connect and for various reasons Ronda I'm thrilled that we've been able to do this and I had such a great time and look forward to uh, subsequent episodes um, every uh, one has ever listened to one of these episodes know we play two foot songs in the entirety. Rondo picks our closing number, but I have the luxury of picking the opening one, uh, which tends to be my favorite song from the project. And I am going to introduce you guys to Baby Faces the Day through the masterpiece that is Seven Seas. If this is the first time you're hearing it, then I envy you because this is just a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, 90 State of Mind podcast. Babyface the day. Thank you. 
go. Welcome back. Episode 16 uh, of uh, the 90 State of Mind podcast. I'm going to applaud. It's been a super long time. It's so awesome uh, to, to reconnect with you, Rhonda. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I know it's been a minute, but uh, I look forward to uh, our conversation today. Uh, yes. Much needed. So 16. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Episode, that's right. Yeah. Episode 16. And just to, just to say, obviously, we talked uh, offline to catch up on, on the time that we've since missed. This is now going to be a weekly podcast. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. I have been out of this loop. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you and I have to connect every week and, 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 and steamroll through 90s episodes, 90s uh, albums, uh, which we like to do anyway. This that's that's true. That's true. You know, it's every week, but okay. All right, let's yeah, do it. It is now. Yeah, we're gonna they we're gonna have to commit to this. Okay. Right. I'm I'm kidding, of okay. course. Um, we are in our bid to kind of I don't know if, if our intention is to get through every nineties album. <laughs> Probably not. Um, On a weekly, we, we might have a shot. But okay. Well, yes, you, you're right. Okay. Uh, we we are connecting with uh, Babyface and um, the the day his fourth uh solo uh full-length studio album released uh epic records uh 1996 uh this is a timely i think within the the context of our podcasts to date babyface has really weighed heavily on conversations that we had about tlc uh, we did crazy, sexy, cool, and then during that, we had we took several minutes to kind of talk about Babyface's impact on music in the '90s. We did uh, Bobby Brown, uh, his Bobby album, which was our thirteenth episode, and in that, Babyface weighs heavily. And we talked about Babyface's burgeoning impact on the '90s. Before that was Tevin Campbell, "I'm Ready," and then we took time out there to talk about Babyface and his impact on the '90s. So it just seemed very fitting that we give a full episode to um you know the amazing impact that uh babyface um has has kind of um uh has made uh in his it's an indelible it's a you know there, there are a few names i think in the 90s that can lay claim to you know <laughs> just sort of stamping it with their own name mm. as, as much as he did mm-hmm. um so yes for a while let's just go full let's go full face uh for a moment uh what what do you think of in terms of baby face and kind of what he meant to i guess specifically 90s r&b well oh uh, um i i like the way you said that he he definitely has his fingerprints um in the music um as a songwriter as a producer as well as a uh, a performer Mm. and a musician um and it's it's, i was gonna say you know we talked a lot about babyface like we talk about prince i mean (laughs) you know he he finds a way to like um be woven into our uh conversations um his artistry and his influence and the contributions that he's made uh you know with even the artists that uh, he would just mentioned, uh, Madonna, Whitney Houston. So by the time we, we get to this album, you know, he's, he's set himself up as being known as a pro- prolific producer and songwriter. So 
um, it's it's a real treat to um, listen to this album um, and you know look forward to getting your thoughts on said album. I think you yeah. actually picked this one, right? Um, I think you did. I'm trying to think if I did. I might yeah. have. Um, I might have. I, 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 like I said, I think we've been talking about Babyface for quite a few episodes. I think that's what maybe yeah. inspired it for me. And I okay. think this was the first Babyface album I ever got. So I'm ah. I'm late to this because okay. this is his fourth album. I know you're f- very well more versed on, on Babyface up to this point, particularly as a solo artist. I think you're uh, more connected with his music up to this point. Uh, but for me, I I knew who he was, obviously. But I think this is the first record I actually purchased uh, as a babyface, um, as a, as an artist in in his own right. Yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to run past you. I had a conversation with someone um, uh, a, a couple of months ago, and I always knew we were going to have this conversation, so I put it in the memory bank because I oh. wanted to 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 let, uh, to ask what you thought of it, but. The guy, uh, he said to me that he had had a conversation with someone um, and the person had said to them, I don't know what they're, you know, they're Mm -hmm. obviously talking music, but he had said the words, babyface is, I can't can't remember the specific wording, but he said, babyface is better than D'Angelo. And then the guy who told me that laughed at the absurdity because he's a far bigger D'Angelo fan and then oh. when he relayed it to me he laughed thinking I was going to say oh you're absolutely right D'Angelo is considerably better it's not even a conversation but I'm like hang on I this is this is a great question this is actually wow. a really really interesting question because I love both and mm-hmm. but I, I have to confess as, as a solo as, a, as an artist yes I'm far more in tune with D'Angelo but I think it really depends on how we're phrasing this question Mm -hmm. because D'Angelo has released three studio albums since 1995 Mm. Um, and not a lot of stuff outside of that the vast majority of what he's released outside of that have been covers right and that's just that's a fact you know he Mm -hmm. has done um, um, Heaven Must Be Like This he's done Prince's She's Always In My Hair he's done a lot of covers uh, Royer's Everyone Loves the Sunshine, uh, uh, George Clinton's I'll Stay. He's done a lot of covers outside of those three albums. And if you're going to compare it with what Babyface's output is, oh. let alone as a solo artist, look at the hits that he's created. And it's not, I don't say hits just for the sake of he has made money, but I mean, he has made songs that are the the fabric of 90s R&B. Yeah. You know, and it's a really, and they're very, very different artists. And I, I, it, but, I, you know, as a fan, absolutely, I would prefer to listen to, say, D'Angelo's music. But I, how do you, well, how do you balance that question out of interest? Wow. Is there someone that you, do you, because there's the subjective look at, uh, in terms of, well, compare the output and the quality of the output as well. Like Babyface's music is, you know, he, he, he doesn't phone it in. If you don't like it, that's totally fine. Okay, but it's you know how do you judge that question out of interest? I'm not re- I'm not sure I can really process it, but yeah, I'm interested to know what you thought of it. Uh, it's that's interesting. I know because you know they do this verses uh, now. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
I I wouldn't have thought to pair D'Angelo and Babyface. So no, no, not at all. Um. Okay, so the textures of their music is different. So will as you know. Um. And, mm, because. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing I think it's it's almost a disservice to try and put these two yes. against one another, right? Because if if you're talking about uh more of a neo soul kind of thing, mm. then of course, you know, it's easy to just oh, I'm going to pick D'Angelo. Um if you're talking about um musicianship and the craft, both artists do this. So in that regard, mm, um, they're both musicians. They both play instruments. So it's not, you know, D'Angelo plays instruments. Babyface does as well. So, we, you know, we won't do that. But uh, if you want to talk about just songwriting, um, and I, I don't know how you want to do this. This is like, how are you going to compare, compare, let's say, Burt Bacharach versus, I don't, you know, <laughs> like, you, you know, this is, or Carol King or Stevie Wonder. I mean, because that's where Babyface is in terms of like um, consistent music. He's got, let's put it this way. He has his lane and he does his lane like really, really, really well. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's a totally different thing than D'Angelo who does what he does exceptionally well as well. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, mm, nice, but I, I wouldn't, I would have been, uh, nah, I couldn't do that because, um, cause like we're five albums deep just on this one, four or five, yeah. right? I'm not even Including talking the deal. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we're not even talking about the deal, the deal, mm. <laughs> two occasions and all that stuff. So, you yeah. know, um, and it's not really fair because in addition to everything that he's done as himself, babyface, I'm like, you're talking uh, Tony Braxton, which we didn't mention earlier, in addition mm -hmm. to Whitney Houston, in addition to, to uh, Madonna, you know, Tevin Campbell, you know, TLC. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> so yeah. this is, it's almost like you wanted to compare him maybe uh, to a Teddy Riley or something like that, where you, you have someone who put their stamp on the production of music in addition, right? Because that's mm. really where you want to have this conversation about Babyface. Um, it's a, it's a mm. funny question. I completely yeah. agree. I like, I, I love how you're stuck on it the same way I am, yeah. because in a way I love the comparison but in a way, it's it's not fair. It's completely unfair as yeah. a comparison. I, yeah, I completely agree. But I, I I like the conversation about it as well because, I mean, to me, Brown Sugar is my second favorite album of all time after Sign of the Times. <gasps> okay, and it's it's a perfect album. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. a perfect no, introduction. Yeah, it's a perfect I album. Talked about it. As, a, as an aside, hint, hint. we haven't but, done. I, I, no, um, no. we did voodoo we for did. the blue and green podcast, not for the nineties one, obviously. But yeah. yeah, I we probably overdue a brown sugar episode as well. I yeah, think. but um, yeah, uh, 
but yeah so um i mean to me that's that's as much of a masterpiece of an album as as anyone could make right um but uh i mean you know you 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 brilliantly listed off some uh baby face kind of uh artists like for the 90s i've got the discogs oh. up um so production so i'll just whiz through some names so i'm just going to start from 1990 okay. uh, let alone the 80s stuff as we're this is a 90s podcast right so in the 90s we have go ahead go ahead i'm sorry yes exactly <laughs> yeah, but, well yes they initially started as you say in the 80s absolutely um I've got Whitney Houston, Jermaine Jackson, uh, TLC, Tony Braxton, uh, Belle Biv DeVoe, uh, Walter and Scotty is a new one for me. I'm not sure what that is. That's from 93. Mm. Um, uh, we have Johnny Gill, uh, yeah. Bobby Brown, um, more Belle Biv DeVoe, <laughs> Whitney Houston, Tevin Campbell. Um, we're only on 93. And that's, that's a... <laughs> After all that, we've got uh, Mariah Carey. We have uh, Shanice, Elle DeBarge, Gladys Knight, Karen White, Boys to Men, uh, Vanessa Williams, Aretha Franklin. We're only on 94. Oh. Um, I mean, this is this is an insane resume. Madonna, right. uh, as you had mentioned, um, uh, more Mariah Carey, more Boys to Men, more Vanessa Williams after seven um, and their 95 album. I mean... I won't go on, but like, this is, as I said, there's, 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 there are a few people that could lay claim to the, to having a bigger impact on music. Right. Uh, in, in the nineties than, than what Babyface has done. It's an exceptional, it's, it's, yeah, it's an amazing resume. Correct. And I think that's what allowed him as well to bring on the people that, you know, perform with him on this album. So, mm. um, and that's that's why I'm like I, it's it's not really fair to D'Angelo to do that, right? Because <laughs> um, D'Angelo is an exceptional artist. You, you, it's like hitting a match truck, though. You you, you can't mm. do that. That's not right. But in terms of uh, D'Angelo creating his own style, which we'll talk about when we because now this album has to be on the, the list of our future conversation. Mm -hmm. There's a whole te texture to that album that helped create, you know, uh, Neo soul. Right. Yeah. So that's a great point. In, in, in that regard. Okay. Yes. But still, when, when you talk about uh, Babyface and just, you know, his ability to write timely classic r&b songs he's he's up there so mm. um yeah i i wouldn't have taken that bet i'd have been mm, i'm gonna pass on that <laughs> you can double down if you want to i'm not gonna be part of that one i'm just you know i'll take yeah. a step back how come everybody left me by myself because you're on your own okay so <laughs> <laughs> you know uh you know I, I was like looking he's like ranked i don't know who nme is it's probably some the magazine i i know it's probably some um anyway there's this list of the greatest uh producers ever the top 50 and babyface is number 20 you see this is what i'm wow. saying i'm like so this, I, yeah, and I, so I'm like, mm, let's not do that to yeah. D'Angelo, please, because yeah, uh, 
uh, it's very understated because you know he's not he's not going to be in your face like let's say p diddy or mm. like that but he has in the background consistently done what he's done to influence r&b music in addition to making his own you know music mm. so yeah uh, on that note that's a great point do you mm. think this is a obviously neither of us can necessarily answer this question but do you think babyface would feel any kind of pressure of like releasing his own solo material when you're doing it in and around just racking up grammys and massive billboard charts for other people's music you know like tevin campbell uh tony braxton etc and then he'll do his own do you think he'll kind of do his own and just sort of think okay i've got really high i've i set a you know a very high bar with songs that i've written and produced and now it's kind of on me to you know if if me as a solo artist bombs or it doesn't hit in you know in, in the same way do you feel like do you reckon that there would be pressure on him to to meet the expectations of his own work um for others obviously you know that's a very good question i um i would think because of the work previous right he has the track record right um I think there's something to artists who love the craft uh, of great musicianship. I, I think that that's the thing that, you know, drives him. I, I don't think mm. he's necessarily caught up with, oh, I wrote something for Mariah Carey, so I've got to do that. No, um, I just uh, think that he's tapped into his gift of of making great music and and that's what motivates him right um but i do also think he has his internal bar of what he wants to release to people because it's consistent mm -hmm. right even his production when i was listening to this album um great 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 production that this it's when you're listening to it in the in the headphones, right? It just sounds really well. Yeah. It's held up fantastic. And the vocal arrangement is bar none. Um, I think the only artist I would like challenge him with was probably be Luther Vandross in terms of how you layer your your vocals in the background right. to give you like this lushness to a song. He he uh, he just knows how to make a great song, um, <clears throat> so mm. I don't know if necessarily like the stuff he writes for others is what he's worried about is more so his own expectation and of what he releases because I think after a while um, you're like I, if we're gonna go into the studio and we're gonna do this. I need for it to sound like because he produced this album, so it's not like someone else mm. said, "Well, you know, Babyface, that right there." Mm -mm. So he had to go into this album and and said, "Okay, I like this track. We're ready to let it go." So there there is something in in him that says, "This is this is the quality cut. This is how I want it. Yeah. We can release it." So 
um, I think being a producer of other people's work probably gives him an edge in knowing, you know, what is what he thinks is good work that he can stand on. I'll put it like that, mm. right? Yeah. Um, there was um, a, a, an old uh, uh, interview I read uh, quite a long time ago from Havoc from uh, Mob Deep. Uh-huh. And um, he said he he gets very anxious or nervous about producing for other artists because he said, you know, imagine if, you know, I guess from I think from the perspective of you're you're an artist with a with your own obviously with Mob Deep mm-hmm. that was always his um, his focus his, his 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 priority. So he says when you produce for other people, you got to be mindful of what you're sort of doing because he goes imagine if I gave away Shook Ones <laughs> or Quiet Storm. Uh-huh. You know, those are two songs that define Mob Deep. And you often wonder, I suppose, you know, while we're discussing Babyface, you ever wonder if there's a song where he gave away and thought, really wish I kept that one. Oh, I definitely, because <laughs> that probably happened. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but it's like um, Dolly Parton when Whitney sung her song. Please, do you want any more of my songs you want to sing? That's okay. <laughs> so, you know, you know, if you give away the right song to the right person, it's like, oh, Whitney, yeah, I, I was going to keep that one. But you, yeah. oh, Aretha, I, I, no, it's your song. That's okay. We're going to, yeah. you know, so, I mean, because let's talk about the artists that he gave his music to. So even if he wanted to be, oh, I should pull that one back. Ah, if someone took that, that song and made it, you know, uh, an overnight success, you'd be like, well, ah, say la vie. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 you know yeah. i mean to call to my i don't i hope i'm not going to change the tone of this conversation mm-hmm. by introducing this this name Uh-oh. um but there was another yeah there was another uh revered 90s name at one point oh. um r kelly oh okay uh, who again there was a an interview i saw from him years ago mm-hmm. where he had um written and produced a song for maxwell okay. fortunate oh yeah which at that point was max when maxwell released it ended up becoming his biggest hit uh up to to that point as a single and r kelly at that time said and i always really respected this from a creative perspective and he said when he made the song people around him were saying you you can't give this song away this is an amazing song you can't do it and he said well that meant he had to give it away because for him to keep it was him saying he couldn't do it again. Uh, he couldn't do another one to beat it. And I thought from a creative perspective, that's brilliant. That's yeah. really inspiring that the fact that you, you know, you would set yourself that challenge of you, you think I can't top this or for me to admit it to myself, I can't top this, you know, when I, I really respected that. I thought that was a very cool thing, uh, a cool approach to, to kind of balancing you as an artist with what you as a producer for others but yeah and it, as again and then i guess suppose that perception was right in that up to that point that was maxwell's biggest mm-hmm. single um uh so yeah i always kind of dug that but i won't linger on that name much longer oh no no it's okay uh, i mean well he's got his own issues but it it, it doesn't take away from the conversation yes, you're because right. you're right in a way um i think it taps into um, the creative spirit, right? That the songwriter producer. So, you know, you have mm. that versus just the artist, right? 
Um, so for, for an R. Kelly or, you know, Babyface, especially Babyface, because he's had, like we're discussing, years of mm. creating music. Um, if he were to say, oh, I can't give you this hit, Tony, I've got to keep it, right? No, yeah, he's, yeah. I think that he's tapped into um, understanding a song that he can give to someone else and, and let it go versus holding on to it and saying, no, I got to keep this for me, right? Because I may never make another song, right? No, mm-hmm. he's he's on this. I'm like, um, I, I'm trying to think of another um, artist that has been able to have that many consistent hits <laughs> for other people, right? As a producer, mm-hmm. right? As And an artist. I don't, I, I would have to do some more digging because I, I, off the top, I don't know. Um, so it's like, it's almost like though, like, R. Kelly said, if you let it go, then you you open yourself up for more creativity to come. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you yeah. just hold it tight, I, uh, I think there's something that he said for um, letting it go and being open for what's to come. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I definitely think Babyface, there's something to him. He's had to learn early on that, you know, when I go in the, the studio for, you know, Whitney and I'm, I'm writing for her. I'm, I'm writing for Aretha. Mm. And then I go in the studio for myself. There's going to be the creative process to give me something. Right. And even on this album, cause he said at the time that there were aspects of some of the songs that were more quote unquote street than he had ever done to that point. Right. right. Cause he's the crooner the R&B crooner. So, um, so he was pushing himself and that's, that's another way to stay creative, right? You go off in a direction that you hadn't done. And and so that's, that's a a way to stay creative and not worry about, Oh, I gave Whitney shoot. So I don't know. Am I going to come with another hit? Yeah, I think you can. So, uh, (laughs) right. Um, and you know, what was the one song I, I saw that, um, Oh yeah, Simple Days, which is, you know, oh, I love I, that record. When I was listening to that, it just reminded me of like Stevie Wonder's I Wish, right? Of just the time. Right. It was kind of a, wow. well, yeah. a, a R&B smoothed version of it, but just his re re uh, retelling of of his growing up and an ode to the fun of it, right? Show it clothes and food. Yeah. Went to public school, 
So he knows how to reach into, to tap into his own life and his own experience to generate songs. So I, I mm. think that's what helps him uh, stay creative. Um, yeah. Mm. I, but it, yeah, it's a great song. It's, it's And it, I, he just, he's R&B smooth. I, <laughs> I don't even know how to, that's his lane. Don't I, I just, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and it's funny when I, I just started listening to the album first before I started doing the research. So when I, you know, every time I close my eyes came up first, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the classic hit, right? They came out and I remembered that. And then I was like, wait a minute, is that Kenny G on the sax? Wait, wait. Right. And I checked it. I'm like, yeah, I know his sax. This is hilarious. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you guess that? Uh, be, well, I used to, and I'm not one of those, I listen to jazz. I listen to Kenny G. No, that's not <laughs> how that goes. Okay. But when I started getting into jazz, I was getting into contemporary first before I mm. delved off into um, traditional. And I, I really was into David Sanborn initially, but I was yes. also listening to Kenny G, Najee, and I listened to them enough that I their saxophone playing is distinctive. So I, wow. I, I knew, I was like, I could tell the difference between, let's say, David Sanborn and Kenny G if you played it for me. I'm like, oh yeah, I know who they are. Uh, and so that's why I was like, nah, that's Kenny. And so I went and pulled it up. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Okay. So I was like, yeah. But that is an amazing I, Yeah. That's incredible. I was like, okay. And then it was like, is that, is that Mariah? So then I pulled up the, the liner notes. Um, and so then I was like, oh, this is like, dude, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Babyface is all, you know what? I need, I need a sax on this. Let me see if I can, let me yeah. roll through the roller. Hey, uh, Kenny could you come in and lay down on, lay something down on my track? Sure. Okay. <laughs> like, um, let me hold on. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Hey, uh, Mr. Clapton, Eric Clapton, can you, uh, yes. can you, can you come and, you know, I'm gonna play this bluesy track. Talk to me. Can you come and mm. join me?
like that track too. I mean, it's just like, um, it's amazing. You know, this is, that's what I'm talking about too. That the, the, the levels is that he's at that level. <laughs> just like, yeah. uh, so if you're absolutely uh, right, it's funny. Cause I was, I was absolutely going to mention that. I mean, we're, we're in a card guys. So like, if you, if you if people aren't and they just listen to the album and enjoy the album, that's great. But you are missing some amazing names that you may not know are on this record. Exactly. Which is, you know, I mean, Sheila E's on percussion yes. for nearly every song. Yes. What? Exactly. That blew my mind when <gasps> I, I saw that. Some years ago, I was just like, Sheila E's on this record, like the whole record almost. Yeah. Like that would blew my mind. I mean, as you said, Eric Clapton uh, is on Talk To Me. I mean, um Wanye and um Sean Stockman do backing vocals for when your body gets weak. Oh, um, yeah. It's, you know, like and you can hear them distinctly on the record as well. That's um, why it's kind of like voice to me. Thank you. Yes. 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 Like, oh. Well, I listened <laughs> to it the first time I'm like, because I was taking notes, I'm like, oh yeah, these layered vocals, man. Totally mm. like a, a voice to men track. And then boom. Yes. See? Okay. I love it. Yeah, and it's amazing. They're just not even credited. Like they're credited as backing vocals on the line, but it's not like a feature. Well, no. he could have done it if he wanted to. It's amazing. He's got um, uh, Bryce Wilson from Groove Theory on drums for um, uh, blah, 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 for the Lover in You. Yeah. This is for the Lover in You. That's you know, it's it's insane. The kind of the names that are on this. Uh, Kenneth Crouch on on piano for several songs um, uh, for the record. It's. Uh, who is it? Nathan Nathan East oh, uh, as oh. well on on bass on, yeah. on, on so much of the of the almost the whole album I think. Um, yeah, the, the names on this are amazing. And actually, you mentioned um, every time I close my eyes, my the CD of this that I have um, has a cool kind of uh, little like um, a bio which is written by uh, J.R. Reynolds, which oh. appears on this, and it talks about. Uh, a couple of the tracks and i don't know if you knew this one i certainly did because i was reading it just now um but every time i close my eyes was initially um penned for obviously by babyface for kenny g and luther vandross no way! luther passed luther said no <gasps> amazing how could he say no to that it's really interesting well, you it's know. such a luther track uh, it is one but you know luther luther's got his own i'm just kidding i don't know <laughs> I don't know why Luther passed on this. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Like, hey, and we were just talking about that. You know, we were talking about oh, we're yes, gonna hold exactly. on to these I, But hey, <sighs> man, yeah, and that's it's a funny song for oh, him to pass on. I don't know why. He, I would, oh, to be able to ask him, hey, Lou, Luther, yeah, man, you hear it now, I right? Maybe you know, <laughs> you sure you don't want to do that? Mm. Yeah, oh my god, to just even think about. Because I told you, hit the 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 layered vocals. What he yes, would have done yeah. with that? Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. It feels 
in the kind of from the album's liners i think it comes from a quote by babyface wow um where does it say um yeah here's babyface's words um originally this song was written with kenny g and luther vandross in mind babyface shares a quote uh but luther decided to pass on it wow wow he's like he's like well youngin this one's for you <laughs> Can you imagine, like the wow. list of songs that are like in the? It's like those where you know when you read about actors that passed on movie yes. roles, and and you know the amount of people that like artist-wise. When you, when someone like Babyface is obviously he's presenting to you a complete thing, you know, in terms of I've written it, I've produced it, I've you know blah blah blah. This is it. You just sing it, and it's like no. And then someone else does it, and you think oh. Yeah, I kind of blew that one. Yeah, it's but, number um, one too. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but mm. um, I suppose there's there's varying factors. Maybe Babyface yeah. said, "Here, here's this song for one million dollars," and he probably thought, "I can't pay you that." No. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what contributes to the reason? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess looking at that, I mean, I was going to mention the the singles from the album, mm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into some of our favorites, uh, I actually thought from just from my memory, I thought every time I closed my eyes was the first single, um, but it's actually the third. And from an album of 10 tracks, there were four singles, which is amazing. Right. Uh, so this is for the lover in you was actually the first one. Ah. Not how I remembered it. No, um, actually me either. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. So and I this, like yeah, that was the too. first. That's a throwback. That's a nice little remake. Yeah, actually, that's a great song. Yeah. That's such a cool song. Um, uh, Talk to me was second. Every time I closed my eyes was third. And uh, the Stevie Wonder uh, guesting uh, how come how long was the the fourth and final single? I can't remember what album is it we discussed on a past episode where they were like. I can't remember like six, seven singles that went over the course of two years. Like that was such a oh, ridiculous statistic. I can't remember what it was. It was, was it the Bobby album or uh, I can't remember what it was. We'll have to, it may have to be check. Michael. But it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that one. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That might be. But him, there was something but... that went over the course yeah. of two years or something. And they were still <laughs> releasing singles. It's like, what the heck is going on? Well, the record, the, the, the record company loved that, you know, <laughs> if you can get one album to be milked for at least two years plus back in those yeah. days, that was great. And uh, yeah, glory days. Yeah. Now you're like <laughs> for the labels anyway. Yeah. Cause it's like, now you got, can I have a song for a month? So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Times have mm. changed. Um, yeah. 
as singles, what what do you think of that lineup as representation of the album? Um, I I think it's a good mix because it shows the variety of uh, musical styles that are on the album. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I, those are good. And, and you, you know, you get to highlight Stevie Wonder so that draws you in, draws other people into him. He yeah. doesn't need help, but you know, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I got mm. Stevie, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like Santana. Hey, st- hey, Stevie, you want to come do my? Yeah, I'll come. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is why I'm like, how are you going to compare that, man? He just, you know, yeah. I, I gave Luther a song. He turned me down, but he he did take my call. So you know, I'm just like, are we comparing him? Are we comparing him to? Yeah, no, that's not how we're doing this right now. Okay, so brilliant. <laughs> okay, uh, I just I don't know. I don't know. That was maybe Quincy Jones is in. You know, he's also in that kind yeah. of kind of category, right? But uh, yeah, um, no, I do. I do yeah. think because it had the little hip hop, it had the bluesy, it had um, the the traditional smooth uh, grown and you know his later grown and sexy because you know that's kind of his also his lane where he likes to to um, to create and and sing to right. So those those songs were there. I, I wish he would have, you know, released, you know, Simple Days as a single or even, you know, When Your Body Gets Weak. Because those, the vocal layers, I love, 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 love. But I don't, I don't know what the uh, record industry, you know, you got four out of, out of 10. That's not bad either. So, mm. um, you know, I... So, what what are some of your favorites? I guess when when your body gets weak, one of them mm-hmm. is what, uh, like what is it? Well, you've, you've you've mentioned that one, but yeah, what are what are some of your favorites from the album? Um, every time I close my eyes, because that was like the big. Actually, this is what's funny to me because I thought that was the first one that they came out with, but it, you know, it was yeah, surprised me too, yeah. right? Um, I I liked. I like the layered vocals are on when your body gets weak. i 
um, Simple Days was just, it's like, um, like I said, it reminded me of I Wish. So it was just a nice song. You know, you can play a lot of this, this album if you're just hanging out at home, just relaxing, you know, and chilling out. Um, because it's kind of that mellow vibe to some of these songs, right? Mm. Um, All Day Thinking, that that one, I was like, okay, that's about as New Jack City-ish as he can get. New Jack <laughs> Swing, yeah. right? And, uh, but even even with the, the, the New Jack Swing, it's kind of mellow. It's not, it's yeah. not full on Teddy Riley, but... Um, he, you know, he tried to 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 inf- infuse a little bit of hip hop, which he also did more successfully with um, "For the Lover of You," "For the Lover and You" mm-hmm. with LL, which I that yeah. that remake is just spot on. So it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the the Seven Seas, you know, that kind of reminded me of like the Commodores with Lionel Richie. Wow, right? Yeah, that's great. Wow, good spot. Uh, yeah. Like sail on. I was like, okay, so he has the ability to just like tap into R&B and take take it and make it his own it's like he took that baton and just just smoothed it out a little bit made the production really he his production is hands down just uh spot spot on mm. and and so it it becomes like this classic album you can listen to right it's not too, you know, it doesn't sound dated or anything like that, which is really yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what, what are your favorites? Well, I mean, before I mentioned, that's, actually, that's a really great point. Like, it does feel like a 90s album, but it doesn't feel dated. Yeah. It doesn't feel relegated to the 90s right. at all, you know? Like, we've talked, like, we did the Bobby Brown album. That's a very New Jack yeah. kind of swing album. The Brandy album is, my, I, you know, this is by no means, um, um, I, I don't mean this as a as, as a as an insult to the records at all, but they do sound like very 90s albums. And Babyface did, at that point, make very 90s kind of music look what he did for tevin campbell it's very 90s um infused music but this album doesn't feel like it's relegated to the 90s at all right and that's a really great point yeah it, it he yeah it's 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 far more i don't know what the word would be contemporary or um yeah i i don't know i mean there's yeah there's there was yeah definitely you're, again, a great spot in terms of all day thinking. That does sound like probably the nineteasiest, right, right, song. But I, I don't, I, I don't know. I still, I, I think if I played that for someone, I, they would probably say, I don't know, is that like from 2010, 2005 or something? I still don't necessarily think it relegates it to the nineties just from listening to it yeah, for the first time. And but, I think maybe because he mellowed it out. So it doesn't mm. sound, you know, I don't know if it's just because of the tempo or it's not. Because even with the New Jack Swing, you can tell like the programming, the drum programming, everything, right? Yeah. So maybe just a little bit of le- less of that is what makes it, you know, yeah, um, sound, make it hard to pinpoint. Like, hey, when, when did this actually come out? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Last week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, again, all day thinking, um, 
I, I love that record. That's probably my second favorite. I'll oh, keep my first in the pocket for a moment because oh, uh, you know, it'll be my opening have... number. Oh, and I, I don't uh, snatch I'll, it. I'll wait till I okay. Oh, well, I'll wait till I hear your pick okay. and then I'll, okay. I'll see if I have to change it. But, um, <laughs> uh, but all day thinking, I just I love that record, and I, I always keep thinking if it's a like who does the other vocals. It says here it's Keith Andes, who's um, I think the co. Um, is he co? He's credited for. I can't really see him as credited on anything other than just for vocals, which is strange. He's normally does production, doesn't he? But um, yeah, I love the alternate voice on that um, and the way they kind of go back and forth. Yeah, uh, to, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm resisting the urge to do that bit where Faye says something and then he goes and blows me away. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite part of the song. I love it. <laughs> um, and I thought, don't say it, don't do it, don't say. It. Uh, but I love that song. It's such a great song. listening to it in the car today because i said i've got to listen we were driving uh to the other side of london today oh. and i said look i've got i've got homework to do so i've got to put this cd in so no one can complain just just say nothing just let me enjoy it and then my uh my 12 year old daughter from the back seat just went uh this album's all right actually i was like what <gasps> like are you serious and, and, and it was this song all day thinking was on and she was like, i quite like this and then she went uh, and then she sang the <laughs> all day thinking chorus and I, honestly, I just mouth open for about two minutes. I'm like, oh my god, she's listening to '90s R&B, and she she willingly said she liked it. And and you know, me being well, I guess us being where we are in terms of just fans and 
the fact we do radio mixes it's it's just tied into wanting people to enjoy what we enjoy right. and in my head i'm like i could play here this i could play here this i could play this and then i'm like just stop just <laughs> don't ruin the moment oh i know um, like but, uh, yeah no uh, and she liked it and i just thought this is a wonderful wonderful moment yeah. um so it's the highest praise i can give that song but i adore that song um and and yeah simple days as well you've cited it but another one of my absolute favorites i love that song uh really really great song um and uh the ll oh yeah uh again the and and the subsequent kind of versions there are of that song which we'll get into in a moment but right uh, a very cool uh uh, a really really great song the placement of that song is really interesting because i would imagine that that would have kicked it off as opposed to ended the album right which is why it threw me when that was the first song out you know when it wasn't the first song on i guess they just i mean to his point to his credit you know this is a remake so um i don't want to start my album with it i guess but it was good enough to release as the first single i i don't know i mean who you know it's whoever you know decided because i i don't know that process like hey yeah what's going to be the first track that we release on the radio so maybe they figured oh it's catchy and you know it's a people like the the original so let's go for it i don't know yeah that same um uh like article that appears in the actual with the actual cd Mm -hmm. uh he talks about that song and he says um uh uh, he, him and LL Cool J, because we were trying to figure out how we could work together, mm-hmm. and LL suggested we do a remake of a Shalimar song. Oh. That's so random. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's such a strange, let's do a song, yeah, let's just remake this. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you're talking to Babyface, like, he doesn't do covers much, does he? No. He's kind of like, he kind of he writes and produces his own thing. Why right. would you say to Babyface, let's do a cover? I can imagine Babyface being offended. I'm like, do you really not think, I, I, I haven't already written the song. <laughs> like, wow. I, while talking to you, I've already written I've the song. And you want to do a cover? I've actually but... <laughs> Let's try this track. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a, oh my god! It's such a strange thing. I don't yeah. know. How, like, yeah, let's let's cover Shalimar. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then they called. Apparently, they rang them then and there because so we called uh, Shalimar's Howard Hewitt, oh, Jody yeah. Watley, and Jeffrey Daniels right on the spot, and they said yes. What a great world they live in, where you could just ring Shalimar then and there. This is again. <laughs> What I was talking about, I'm like, how do you really, how are you going to do that to D'Angelo? And I'm sure D'Angelo's got pull, <laughs> but yeah. you can't be in the studio. I, the only thing more funny if it was uh, at midnight and these people still picked up their phone, but yes. <laughs> I don't think Babyface would do that. He'd be respectful. But the fact they probably <laughs> called them at a decent hour and they're all, what? First, you, this yeah. is really Babyface, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're down. Yeah, we'll do it. Because I saw a video. They're in the studio with them. So amazing. Yeah, while they were doing the song, playing, layering it out. So, yeah. So not only did you get them to say yes, they came in the studio while you were putting it together. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Um. So we're going to leave Babyface in his own lane and we're going to leave D'Angelo in his lane. And then yes. that way we can appreciate both of them because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> I didn't know he called him up. But this is what I was talking about. He could just go through his Rolodex and say, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine what that, Oh my! what his mobile, like his cell phone, like the names in that. Oh my God. Exactly. Oh, just crazy. I, yeah. Amazing. I, I, he um, could probably even call D'Angelo. <laughs> he could probably call D'Angelo. I, I, for some reason, I assumed D'Angelo wouldn't answer. Oh, like I can imagine, I can imagine just D'Angelo not answering calls for months, and then <laughs> just like not against Babyface, but, but just because he's not, he's out living his life somewhere. That, yes, yes, to add to the to, to the mystery and yeah. elusiveness that is D'Angelo. <laughs> but um, <gasps> uh, but yeah, <laughs> but I imagine yes, I do. I don't dispute that Babyface does have the number. Yeah, but uh, yeah, w- whether he could instantly connect with him or not is a separate conversation that's true yes <laughs> six years later uh you, uh, you still get that yeah. song baby face okay <laughs> like no i've made four <laughs> albums since then <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> i that i was even in the gone. super bowl did you catch that yeah i did that too <laughs> now i'm ready for you okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it and and i and i know we're making fun but i mean i'm sorry you know we're not trying to belittle somebody's no, thing, no it's all just good. so they know <laughs> but <laughs> i'm just weighing this out the more i think about it i'm just like these two are definitely in their own they're in their own sphere yeah. i'll put it like that so we can enjoy them both so three albums they in 30 years yeah nearly 30 years that's it's incredible. I, I don't know the fact that uh, that each one means so much to people as well right. as to D'Angelo's credit. Yes, however, that's true. Three albums in, th- in nearly thirty years—that's wow. Uh, it, it's you know, it you're right. Um, it does speak to his creativity that he was able to uh, touch people's lives with in the way in the manner that he was able to do his creativity. Right, connected. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, any time now <laughs> we could take, not to, you know, step away from Babyface, but you know, D'Angelo, sure. if you happen to be listening, cause you're out in the world living your life, yes. drop, drop us a remix. Okay. Yes. <laughs> a remake, you know, go on tour with Sade, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. That's okay. If we're going to put it out there, let's put it out there. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you've, you've sh- very strategically mentioned the word remix, um, <laughs> which uh, that takes us to the remix portion yeah. of our conversation. Yes. Um, yes. It's always great to kind of look at like the album that we discuss and subsequent remixes in and around them. I have only found five and oh. incredibly sometimes i you know i go through this and i'm like where did all of these come from i've never heard any of them right i have four of these five ah. so this is this is super cool and the one i don't have is the house of music remix of every time i close my my oh is that the is that rafael sadiq oh no way i gotta find that one no i don't have that one I either if i have that uh-uh. I, I, I think i might have that I've, I've gone blank. I think I have heard that actually. Um, I think it might be Rafael Sadiq. Anyway, uh, oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up in a moment. Okay. But, um, there is uh, the um, there's a 2001 reissue of the CD which has uh, the Timberland remix, mm-hmm. 
of every time I close my eyes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the urban soul basement mix of every time I close my eyes, which is very good. I like that one quite a lot. Right. And there is the honey looking lace extended remix of this is for the love renew, which is excellent. And I wholeheartedly recommend yeah. that one. Um, my favorite remix from the whole thing, which I, I probably got about maybe 10 years ago and I bought it on a CD single, I can't remember, I think eBay or Amazon. I was just overjoyed when I found out it existed. Was the Puffy remix of This Is For The Lover In You, which subs, which substitutes LL for Ghostface. No way. And it's brilliant. <gasps> I love that record. I love it. Absolutely look it up. Okay. Um, it's brilliant. Oh, or I should say, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, but it's I'm backing brilliant. it up for you. I'm okay. storing the backup <laughs> copy. There we go. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna. I always at the conclusion. I, I was, and this is what I keep saying. I will happily send it because you can't buy the MP3. Oh. It's not. I always, I always have my rant about '90s obscure remixes. You just can't buy anymore. Yeah, um, you'll find them on sort of on dodgy YouTube videos. Which thankful, I say dodgy. I mean like poor quality sometimes. But right. I'm thankful for those videos because you. It's the only way to hear it sometimes. So. I just wish these things would become available. I just don't know why, why they're not. But there, yeah, there's a, a brilliant puffy remix. I I love wow. it uh, with Ghostface as well. Yeah, okay. Brilliant. I haven't heard that one, so you got me on that one. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will send it to you, you. Um, um, momentarily. But yeah, for some reason, that's not even on. I can't even find it on Discogs. Like on, um, in relation to the singles, but yeah, that remix. I've I have the CD, but it doesn't have the Ghostface remix on the discogs version which is weird um but um it's it is awesome and uh so yeah those are the five are were you familiar with um those ones at all um not until i i had listened to them um preparing when i first listened to it Mm. then i was like oh okay wait because at first i thought oh he's got 14 tracks this is like a great album and then i was like oh no these are remixes okay which is not no they're not (laughs) new you know so um what's interesting is uh when i gave it a listen again was for the every time i feel the groove that one the urban right 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 uh i think that's the one that sounds like um michelle and deggy and cello's uh stay the soul power mix and i was like wait a minute what the heck so then i started that sent me down the rabbit hole to like like when did these remixes like which one came out first oh, right because right. i'm like mm. okay you all must have had the same sample <laughs> the sample you know when right. you go to make your mixes you know you pull from <laughs> uh uh packs of you know music packs sometimes to put right. instruments and things like that and i'm like no nah, you this is like you you both I'll I'll send you the song. When you hear it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, oh, please, wow. yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, see, we we you give me something, I give you something. That's how it works. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's a swap. It's a swap. It's you know, that's all. It yes. Goes. Um, but I was just like, they totally took from. I'm like, they both use the same thing. So I was just like, oh, you know, awesome. um, I I don't know who came out first, but it, you know, I don't think Michelle would be upset if. Oh, Babyface used my sample because it's a remix. Mm. It's not your song, right? So it's really yeah. the the people who did the remixes took from the same sure. kit, is in, and to make their the respective um, tracks. Um, but I was like, wow. But yeah, you're like, well, 
it's babyface, so it's okay. It's like if, if Aretha did your song, you're like, I wanted to complain, but I can't. So, yeah. you know, just like, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I liked all of them. Even the the remix for the Lover and You, um, they line that up with L really nicely yeah. so even because sometimes when you do a remix if you don't line the the audio up the vocals up it doesn't most of the time it works but when it doesn't you're like oh no i like the original mm. better but no both yeah. versions came out you know stellar so that's yeah. you know but again we're dealing with babyface so <laughs> yeah you know the production he's not gonna let it out if if he doesn't like it so absolutely um yeah um i yeah he's the only the only person I think that would have more control of production is probably Prince <laughs> in terms of like nice. nah that's not going out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine Prince would like to include some remixes by other artists at the well, end. Yeah, no, so. no. That's that's where they're gonna step off different, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I played all the instruments. Thank you. Okay. Yes, I'll 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 handle them. But we've got Puffy and Tim Bennett. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah and that's that's a thing it's just like he could he works with you know puffy he works with timberland he's working with stevie wonder you know he's getting all of these you know great Mm. musicians you know the oh and that's the thing too for the track with stevie that harmonica solo right oh yeah spot on so it's just like he gets the best out of the people who are working with him too so that that's why you you end up really enjoying the the yeah. songs that he he releases yeah. so yeah amazing yeah um well unless you there's anything further you wish to to share about the album i think we've reached that point wow. where uh all pressure oh is is mounted upon your your shoulders <laughs> to um to close out this episode mm-hmm. with uh your monumental decision uh and uh what hangs in the balance of someone mm. exploring this album further what will you send the people home happy with mm. uh what song from the album is the one that you would place as your very very top spot i love how you do that you, each time you come up and it's unique too but you you line that up so good yeah. um let's do that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed this entire album, but and uh, I'm gonna actually pick. This is for the lover in you. I'm gonna go with that one Brilliant. to end this um with. He ended the album with it. We're gonna end our 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 talk with it. It's great enough to end his album. It's gonna be great enough to 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 carry us home. You know, after this great conversation. Baby, baby, I'm talking about baby. making love in the shower at least an hour 
and let you dangle in my arms cause love is power can you feel it sky's the limit once you reveal it your heart was wounded god sent me to heal it on a mission ain't no stress love touch it with precision just undress love i know the right position come on trust me girl throw this rock up on your hand i'll give you the world and your face Woo! on the real was the honey looking lace Face Ooh. on the grill was the honey looking lace. Ooh, baby, baby, oh. baby. 